Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, <laughs> listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Money Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, trivia contests, movie reviews, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio comedy on the life of Riley, starring William Bendix. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, a woman who is always sincere, even if she doesn't mean it, Lisa Wool. Hi, Carl. That's me. You've got it. You finally, to a T. You finally figured me out. Yes. It's only taken, what, eight years, nine eight years? Eight years, nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we, we understand each other. So yes. that's a good thing. Very, very good I'm, thing. I'm going to try to be sincere on our uh, <laughs> on our stargazing. I'll do my very best. Excellent. Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. So Christmas is around the corner. It's crazy. It's November already. I can't understand how ho, this happened. Ho, ho, ho. ho. And Bill. Bill Murray has a Christmas special like he has all of every year called... I don't know. Bill Murray Christmas? It's a uh, very Bill Murray Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> it's a very Murray Christmas. It is? Really? It's a very Murray Christmas. Oh, Get it? great. Okay. <laughs> You've never heard of this. It's no. going to debut on Netflix. Oh, cool. And the trailer has just come out and the release date as well, which is December 4th. Mm-hmm. So this will be Bill Murray... Well, Murray Christmas and some of his celebrity friends, which includes George Clooney, your twin, mm-hmm. and Miley Cyrus. And right. I get it all the time, everywhere I, I go. Yeah. Every time I look at you, I'm yeah. like George Clooney, I know. George Clooney, yeah. George Clooney. Amy, He's a lucky guy. He, I got it. He is just a lucky. That's what I was guy. thinking. Your twin, mm-hmm. Amy Poehler, one of your favorites. Michael right. Sarah, Maya Rudolph, a few, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of Saturday Night Live sure. people. And this will be a very Murray Christmas Netflix, and this will pay tribute to the classic holiday variety shows. Okay. Um, and Sounds Bill fun. Murray will play himself, an actor, and he's worried that nobody will show up to his Christmas oh, party. Oh, great. And in the teaser, he says, tonight will go down as the greatest night in history. So <sighs> it should be a lot of fun. It's written by Sofia Coppola and directed by her as well. Wow. And um, we'll begin December 4th. We'll be streaming on Netflix, so you can look forward to that. Right. Do you like the net? Do you like uh, Christmas shows? I love Christmas. I love Bill Murray, and I love Netflix. Okay, so it's all so, good. Yeah, so it's uh, three for three. I I did just see Elf this week, and oh um, my gosh, it's one what of my favorites. I'm telling you, favorites. that is such a funny movie. That's such a funny show. Oh, it's gosh. in the theater now. Everyone as in that movie is fantastic. Well, I saw the play, but I've seen the movie oh, um, the movie is times, incredible. So. Another exciting show on television upcoming is Frank Sinatra's 100th birthday to be remembered with Sinatra 100 and All-Star Grammy concerts. Wow. 
100. He deserves a big birthday wow. bash. Wow, the that's, chairman of the board's 100? Yes. The century. Yes, that's right. And that's exactly what he'll have See, a big birthday. See, my math skills got it. are still in, in still play. Still intact, yes, I was going to are. say. So this will be celebrated with an all-star tribute. It's going to feature Tony Bennett mm-hmm. and Garth Brooks, Alicia right. Keys, John yeah. Legend, Adam Levine, Carrie Underwood, Usher, a lot of the greats. And I wonder this- if Joe Piscopo is going to be there and doing his uh, Sinatra. He had... Remember the Sinatra impersonation he did? I, I do. On Saturday Night Live I all do. those years? I, You know, I didn't see him on the list. It doesn't oh, mean man. he won't be there. He had it. But, exactly. Um, Whatever happened to Joe Piscopo? Yeah, I don't know. Where I is he? Joe are, you, Joe, are you out there? If he's listening, you know, Tom McCollin, we'll give him the date. Yes, so give us can, a call here. He can crash the party. Yeah. So this will be taped. December 2nd at the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. a beautiful hotel at the Encore yeah. Theater. I lost uh, 10 uh, hands of blackjack in a row. In a row. Well, that could at be the 10 bucks I mean, or 10 million bucks. In a so. row. I mean, it. It doesn't seem like you'd be the best blackjack player. Listen, I don't know. Listen, blackjack's my game. Blackjack's my game. And to lose 10 hands in a row. I think you could close your eyes and do better than that. I, I, I don't know. I'll never forget. It was at the win. I never went back. The win. The win. <laughs> it's a beautiful it, was, hotel. They should ch- call it the loss. Yes, well, because win. I know. Isn't that funny that that's, I mean, it's spelled differently, but yeah. that's an interesting name. Um, it will be broadcast December Hang 6th. on a second. They should call it the loss. There yeah, you go. I heard the joke, late, but the but second time it's not as there funny. There you go, yeah. Just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, we broadcast December 6th on CBS from 9 to 11 Eastern Time. They are in close partnership with Sinatra family. So it will be the only televised concert special that celebrates his centennial birthday. Mm-hmm. And he will be sitting center stage throughout the entire tribute. And it will be integrating performances of Sinatra's classics with some archival footage of, um, you know, narrated by him himself. By Sinatra himself. So really? it should be fun. Wow. Yeah. You want to see it? Uh, yeah. That sounds like a would, good show. I would definitely. I mean, anything Sinatra. Right. And they're going to, you know, bring back some of the memories and tribute For his him. birthday. And when is that coming up? Um, it will be broadcast on December 6th. Well, here's what we've got to do. We we have tons of Sinatra radio shows. We do. So we should really do something In on that let's, edition let's, of Hollywood 360. Let's do that. We'll play four Frank Sinatra shows. I'll look up the exact date of that his birthday. That would be great. Thanks, and, Lisa. And see if we can work on right. that a little bit. Do we have time uh, for a little bit Are you going to charge more? me more for that? I always look for okay. a reason. So yeah. I think that will work out okay. just fine. Sounds good. Do we have time for yeah, another one? Yeah, we do. Okay, so Kevin Spacey is going to join the movie version of Billionaire Boys Club. Have you heard about that? What? Billionaire Boys Club. Mm-mm. Okay, this is a remake of the 1987 TV movie. You've never heard about that? No. Okay, this is a really cool thing. Um, Spacey is going to play Ron Levin. He is a Beverly Hills high roller, and he's eventually the Did murder victim. Did he lose victim. 10 games in a row at the win? At, at least. Blackjack? At least. So this is a true story. Um, it's called, uh, it's about the true story of Joe Hutt. You never heard about him? He was convicted of a 1987 murder of con man Ron Levin, and he's playing mm. Ron Levin. And oh. it's the events based on this 1984 murder, and the movie tells a story about this Ponzi scheme. Do you mm. know what a Ponzi yes, scheme is? Yes, I know what okay. a Ponzi is. I believe that uh, there was, uh, he wore a black leather jacket, 
and he was on Happy Days, right? Ponzi. Yes, that is Ponzi. He used to put his fingers up. Hey, hey, hey. hey that's Ponzi. Okay, right? got it. You've got it correctly. Right. Okay. And or, or it's like a you know I won't go into it. So he's going to. We're going to talk. We're going to learn about the scheme that completely collapses and it uh, leads its founders to turn to right. murder to raise funds. And is funds. Henry Winkler in this? Yes, he's going to go A and yeah. where is okay, his black jacket? All right, I'll watch so, it if Henry Winkler's in it. And Kevin Spacey, who happens yeah. to be one of the Very finest cool. actors out there. Yeah. So is, I look forward to Is Mr. To Miyagi in there too? Um, probably. And if Fonzie's in it, then Mr. Miyagi. Awesome. All right. Well, well, I'll definitely watch that. Thanks, Excellent. Lisa. Excellent. Thanks, Carl. Sounds great. Yes. Uh, I won't want to miss that. Now, there's three great things that you don't want to miss. I know. Definitely. I'll remind you. Okay. Well, okay. thank you so much. Thank do you, you like so uh, the life of Riley? I do. I, you know, I'm a softie for the comment. Well, so. William Bendix is coming up next on the life of Riley, so stick around. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360, brought to you by Reader's Digest. The Life of Riley was created by Irving Brecker, and it starred William Bendix as Chester A. Riley. It came to radio in 1944. Riley was an airplane riveter and devoted family man. His frequent exclamation of indignation was, What a revolting development this is! It became a popular catchphrase, Lisa Wolf. Did you know that? I sure do. Riley's wife, Peg, was played by Paula Winslow, and their children, Babs and Junior, were played by Sharon Douglas, Scotty Beckett, and Conrad Binion. Riley's best friend and co-worker, who often got him into sticky situations, was Jim Gillis, portrayed by versatile actor John Brown. Brown also doubled as the town's friendly undertaker, Digby Odell, Digger for short, and uh, Gillis gave Riley bad advice that got him into trouble, and Digger gave him good advice that, as Digger, helped him out of a hole. The series made the leap to the silver screen and to television in 1949. On TV, did you know this, Lisa? Jackie Gleason starred as Riley for its initial season, with Bendix reclaiming the role for six seasons thereafter. So yeah, on television, we had two actors that played Chester A. Riley. And uh, Gleason only played him for one season, and then, of course, he went on to do The Honeymooners and all kinds of other things. But uh, we have a a radio episode now, The Life of Riley. Want to hear it? I sure do. All right, this is going back to September 10th, 1948. It's called Housework, and it stars the great William Bendix uh, as Chester A. Riley. Paula Winslow is his wife, Peg, and you'll hear John Brown, and this is Digby O'Dell. Ken Niles does the announcing. It's sponsored by P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. It's heard on NBC. Here's part one now of The Life of Riley. Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. Deep down in his heart of hearts, Chester A. Riley loves marriage. But once a week, the male ego causes him to try and forget the trials and tribulations of being a husband and father, and reverts to bachelorhood. Tuesday night at 8, he and four of his cronies gather around the card table, and for the next four hours, they vainly attempt to delude themselves that they are once again free men. You know, last week I, I, I lost a fortune. Okay, fellas, let's get the game well, going. Hey, wait a minute. Henry ain't here yet. Didn't you hear, Riley? Hear what, Gillis? Henry ain't with us no more. Poor Henry. He was a prince of a fella. Yeah, we're sure gonna miss him. Well, what happened? I didn't hear anything. 
It happened very sudden. Oh, no. You mean Henry's dead? No, married. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. But I still don't get it. Just because he got hitched, he can't come to the game. We're all married. His ball and chain won't let him. He told me maybe in a couple of weeks he'll talk her around. But I'm dubious. Henry's making a big mistake. He's a goner. With wives, you got to break them in right from the start when they're young colts. <laughs> you got to keep a fine grip on the reins. Well, I agree with you up to a point, Gillis, but you can't go too far. When you marry a girl, you ain't exactly getting a horse. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe you didn't, but did you ever see my wife eat? <laughs> <laughs> well, personally, I got a wonderful wife in my peg. We've been married 18 years, and I like her better all the time. Yeah, your peg is all right, if you happen to like a good-looking, pleasant type of woman. Well, I guess us guys are lucky. That's because we got our wives trained. Yeah, that's the ticket, Joe. And the women are happier that way, too. There's a guy I know, married 20 years. Yeah. Every single night since they got married, he's been washing the dishes. No kidding. Honest. I was in their kitchen the other night, and I seen two aprons. One marked hers, and the other marked his. <laughs> Well, I heard worse things. I know a poor schmo. The minute the baby came, he did everything. He diapered it, he bathed it, he made the formula, he fed it the bottle. Oh, go on. On a level. Why, to this very day, the kid still calls him mama. <laughs> uh, deal of cards. I ain't the one cent. day I had at the plant today. Oh, you look tired, dear. Yeah. Pe Peg, darling, you want half the paper? Oh, Riley, how can I read now? Can't you see I haven't finished the supper dishes? Oh, yeah. Peg, you know something? Every night you're in the kitchen doing the dishes while I'm stretched out on the living room couch reading the paper. You know, that's selfish of me. Oh, I don't mind. No, it ain't fair. From now on, I'm reading here in the kitchen. <laughs> Are you sure I won't be in your way? No, no, not at all. Just don't splash any water my way. <laughs> Got on my new slacks. Well, let's see what's new in the world. 13-year-old Los Angeles youth elopes with 40-year-old divorcee. <laughs> Junior! I'm in my room, Pop. Oh. Anybody with you? <laughs> What? Oh, Riley, you must be out of your mind. Uh, you can't be too careful. <laughs> oh, oh, this sink is blocked again. Sometimes I could scream. Oh, uh, you're a lucky woman, Peg. I am, huh? Yes, sir. Just listen to this. Mrs. Franklin X. Partridge, prominent Pasadena matron, charging mental cruelty, was granted a divorce today from her husband, the well-known sportsman and banker. They had been married 18 years. The court awarded Mrs. Partridge $3,000 a month alimony. Poor woman. Oh, stop. You're making me cry. Oh, you don't know how lucky you are. Just compare yourself to this woman. After 18 years of marriage, what does she wind up with? $3,000 a month. Yeah, but look at you. You've been married just as long, and look what you've got. Me. Yeah. You in a blocked sink. Mental cruelty, baloney. It's obvious what's wrong here. 
This woman's in the beauty parlor all morning, racetrack all afternoon, cocktail parties, dinner parties, lunching parties, tea dances, trips to New York, Palm Springs, London, Paris. This woman's got nothing to do. She's in a rut. <laughs> well, tell her to move over. I'd like to get in that rut. Believe me, she'd be a lot happier if she had a husband and kids to cook for and dishes to wash and beds to make and rugs to vacuum and shirts to iron. Oh, Peg, you're a lucky woman. I know. I'd give three cheers if I had the strength. <laughs> oh, Mother. Oh, what is it, Babsy? Mother, that Cary Grant picture you've been wanting to see is playing around the corner. Oh, I've been dying to see that movie. Oh, we better hurry. The last showing goes on in five minutes. Oh, well, I still got all these dishes to do. You better go yourself, dear. No, no, no. You go, Peg. Well, the dishes... Now, don't you worry about the dishes. Oh, thanks, dear. Now, you go out and enjoy yourself. When you come back, you can do the dishes. <laughs> Junior, where are you going with that wash tub? I've got Marilyn Morris's dog out in the garage. I'm going to wash it for her. Well, what for? Well, so it'll be clean. Well, why are you doing it? Well, today Marilyn said she's my girl. Steady, she said. So, well, I thought it'd be nice if I helped her out. What kind of a boy are you? Are you trying to make Marilyn unhappy? Unhappy? Well, I can see it's about time I give you a few tips on how to handle your wife. Me with a wife? Well, it's never too soon to learn the ropes. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Pop. On the quarter a week you give me, I got enough trouble supporting myself. Well, I won't hurt you to know anyway, so you listen good. Someday you and Marilyn might get married. Now, the way to keep a wife happy is to keep her busy. Well, I know. Mom's always busy. Well, I trained her that way from the beginning. Why do you think I never hired a maid to do all the work around the house? Because a maid makes more than you do? <laughs> well, that's one reason. But the real reason is to give your mother something to do, to keep her occupied, see? Oh, is that why you never help Mom out with the dishes and things? Well, certainly. Believe me, it isn't that I'm lazier, that I don't love her. It's for the sake of our marriage. Why, there's many a time when I'm lying in the hammock out in the backyard, sipping a cold drink and reading the paper. And from where I'm lying, I can see your mother bent over a wash tub, her hair falling over her eyes and the sweat pouring off her forehead. Believe me, son, it takes every ounce of willpower for me to say... Riley, lay here in this hammock and let the little woman enjoy herself. What a sweetheart of a guy there, huh? That William Bendix is Chester A. Riley. Just making his uh, his wife do all the cooking and cleaning and chores while he lay in a hammock. See, I'm thinking does Dan you do that? Re- I'm thinking you can relate to him. No, does Dan do that to no, you? No, of course does not. Does he help around the house? Dan, are you does. listening? Do you help around the house, Dan? You know Dan? what? When you've had four children, you just have to do that kind right. of stuff. Right. There's a lot to do. Yeah, there's a lot going on at the at the uh, Wolf Mansion. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the mansion, the uh, castle. Yeah. So, um, when am I getting invited over again? Why don't you try inviting me to your house first? Why? Because I've never seen it. So? So you don't get another invitation <laughs> until I get so mine. So what? So what? So I'm waiting you, for an invite Your house from is you. bigger than mine. That's okay. Yeah, because you have what? 12 kids? How many kids do you have? I can't keep track. 14? Something like that. I don't know. 
Uh, huh. I want another invite. That was quite, uh, I, quite, Lisa, Lisa knows how to order that Chinese food, man. She good? had me and Mike over and Chinese yep. and it was, it was delicious. Yeah, it was. Uh, you, that, that, you, could probably you know talk how to dial. You doing it again. You know how to dial that phone, we I'll tell some, you. We had some fun that night. That was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, I'll invite you over. Okay. I'm waiting. To the Casa Amari. All right. All I'm right, waiting you for got my it. invite. Uh, you and Dan. I, I gotta, I gotta invite Sarah Adamson and Bill Adamson over and Mike, of course because uh sarah adamson and, and has uh, has invited me over to her place and yeah she hasn't invited me either i gotta do that oh, she yeah. oh her house is unbelievable i mean <laughs> well, it's i wouldn't know yeah she'll have to have you <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't know nobody invites oh, me over oh yeah well um, you know you never bring any uh, gifts i mean you just I come over empty-handed not and that's, true that's what happens i'm an excellent gift giver when you show up empty-handed i mean <laughs> you only get you're, not get, you're not gonna get invited again <laughs> right well okay that's how it works all right, so who is the man of the uh, week? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo His himself. birthday is November 11th, 1974. Happy birthday, Leo. All right, here's a 2004 biography drama that he stars in. Take a listen. You read flying magazines, trade journals on engineering, aviation. We read books. Mm-hmm. Well, Howard has to read the trade pieces, Mom, because he's designing a new airplane. Oh, really? Do tell. All right, so there is the uh, the clip. Call us if you know what it is. Toll free, 855-360-H360. The H is a 4. 855-360-H360. Call, win some fabulous prizes if you can get through, and tell us what movie that is. That is a 2004 biography drama starring Leonardo DiCaprio. We'll be right back. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. Welcome back to the show. This is Hollywood 360 on the Hollywood 360 radio network. We're on about 100 radio stations coast to coast. And uh, Lisa Wolf is uh, the most photographed woman in the history of the universe. She where, has, where are my photographs that you're talking they're about? They're all on her website, lisawolf.com, <laughs> and also at the Hollywood 360 website. Uh, you're crazy. And uh, she just she gets up in the morning, and there's photographers taking her picture all the way to the time she goes to sleep. And even well, while she's sleeping, they know, still take her it's picture. It's tough being a celebrity. I, you you know, know, it's a tough life and for me. And there's, uh, they're like fighting over taking her picture. Yeah, it's and, really difficult on me. So if you want to see pictures of Lisa, just go to Hollywood360radio.com and uh, or our Hollywood360 uh, uh, Facebook page. Right, and there's none of you. They're just all of me. There's no Carl. Well, no, that's you as me. So Excuse me? Right. There's a picture of me, but it's you dressed as me, so oh, it's, it's like they're a only taking thing. pictures of Nobody you. Nobody could be you, Carl. Let's just clear that up. This, except for George Clooney. Not even Clooney. George Clooney, I Yeah, was going George to say. Clooney could. He wants to be you. All right, so here's the movie clip. You read flying magazines, trade journals on engineering, aviation. We read books. Mm-hmm. Well, Howard has to read the trade pieces, Mom, because he's designing a new airplane. Oh, really? Do tell. Yeah, do tell, Lisa. All right, let's go out to Matt in Chicago. Matt, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to talk to you. Thanks for calling in. Uh, it looks like you're going to win if you know what movie this is. It's The Aviator. Yes, it is The Aviator. Good movie, right? Oh, yeah. Martin Scorsese directed this, and he's, of course, uh, directed Leo in a, in a few movies. And, uh, hey, you're a winner. Great job, Matt. Thanks. All right, you're going to win some uh, prizes. My crabby brother will send them out to you, and I hope you have a great rest of the uh, week and uh, enjoy the show, okay? Okay, will do. Thanks, buddy. Thanks Appreciate it. Matt knew it, Lisa Wolf. Yes, he did. He knew it. He knew it. And here's a little trivia. Okay. You like that? 
Sometimes. Trivia? I don't know. We'll see. Um, this means I do my research. <laughs> you did your homework. This is, this is um, proving to you that I actually do work uh-huh. on this show. Mm-hmm. little research here. So Let's this see. movie, uh, 2004, directed by Martin Scorsese. I said that already. Yeah, we knew that. Right? Right. Here's a little trivia. Though. Okay, I'm okay. waiting for it. Gwyneth Paltrow yes. was originally signed to play Ava Gardner, but dropped out. She was replaced at the last minute with Kate Beckinsale. Maybe I- she was... Uh, Coupling or what is that thing that she did? What was that that she oh, said she called when she broke up with her husband? She uh, or or boyfriend? I don't something, know. Something uh, 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 coupling <laughs> separation or something. What oh, was yeah, it? She had an unusual term for it. Yeah, couple couple separ- couple uh, coupling separation. Right. Coupling I, sounds like I, a different thing. No, it was coupling. It was coupling. <laughs> it sounds I don't like know. something. Maybe else. this was right at that time, and she was like, "I can't do that because I'm separate couple coupling." coupling. Yeah, I, I doubt I'm, that, but, but you can go with that. So if you Kate want Beckinsale to. though replaced her. She's, right. She she played Ava Gardner in she this. She did a beautiful Great job. cast in this movie. Uh, Kate Beckins, uh Blanchett, I should say. Right. She she won an Academy Award for her role I as like, uh, Catherine Hepburn. I like remember? her. Yep. And then John C. Riley. Great movie. All right, let's get back now to the life of Riley. Was that you, Dad? Oh, hi, Beds. Home from the movie so quick? Where's your mother? Oh, in bed. She was so sleepy, we didn't even wait for the end of the movie. Poor mother, what a life. What do you mean, poor mother? She's doing okay with her life. I only hope you do as good when you get married. Oh, I'm never going to marry. Huh? I'm going to have a career. Marriage is all right for the older generation who have never known any other life than being a slave to a house and husband and children. Bats, are you insinuating that your mother is nothing but a household dredge? Well, isn't she? Have you noticed how tired Mother is at the end of the day? Well, no, I'm always asleep when she finally comes to bed. (laughs) When you get down to it, what has she ever done but cook and sew and scrub and clean and bear you children? Well, you're a fine one to talk. Where would you be if she didn't? (laughs) And what's wrong with raising a family of kids? That's what's kept the human race going. My mother did it, and her mother before her did it, and her mother before her, and her mother, all the way down the line. And if they hadn't have done it today, I would have been a baboon. Well, I'm not denying that. Well, you better not. Oh, oh, I say is, how can a woman cultivate her mind if she's hemmed in by four walls and chained to a stove? In all the years Mother's been married, has she ever had a vacation? Why, she's had plenty. Why, in 1945, she... uh, uh, Back there in 1938... Back in 1935, she... I remember in 1931, your mother had a 10-day vacation. No housework, no dishes, all meals served to her. Didn't move a finger. Oh, I don't remember that. Well, you should. That was in the hospital the time you got born. (laughs) Oh, Daddy. You've been reading too many books. It's making you think, and you got to stop it. Your mother is perfectly happy. She loves housework. Oh, you're just rationalizing. I've never been rational in my life. <laughs> Your mother's perfectly satisfied with things. Why, she wouldn't be willing to change places even with, even with Lana Turner. I might be willing, but she wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, uh, Babs, do, do you really think she's unhappy? I always, oh, lots of women do housework and, Oh, you're just a kid. You don't know what you're talking about. Your mother's a happy woman, and I'll prove it to you. Daddy, where are you going? I'm going to settle this once and for all. Daddy, she's asleep. Peg. Peg. 
Uh, Peg, wake up, darling. Oh, I... Peg! Wake uh, up, honey, Peg. Huh? What? Oh, Riley! What's wrong? Nothing. I just want to ask you something. Are you happy? What? Are you happy? Chester Riley, do you mean to tell me you woke me up out of a sound sleep to ask me if... You're without a doubt the most thoughtless, the most inconsiderate man I've ever known. I know all that, but tell me, Dumplin', are you happy with me? time is it, Babs? It's almost 8.30. Dear, I overslept. Had such an awful time falling asleep again after your father woke me up. I'll get you your breakfast right away, dear. Oh, I've had my breakfast. You did? Yes, Daddy made it. He what? Well, honest. Oh, he probably left that kitchen in a mess. Oh, no, he didn't. He did all the dishes and put them away. And now he's washing the floor. Your father? Uh-huh. My husband? Uh-huh. Why, Dumplin, what are you doing out of bed? Well, Riley, what's that tray for? Well, th- that's your breakfast, sweetheart. I was just going to bring it to you in bed. Babs, call the doctor. <laughs> Why? Are you sick, sweetheart? You've been working too hard. But from now on, it's going to be different. Here, you sit down here and eat your breakfast while it's hot. I'll make the beds now. Riley, do you know what you're saying? I, I know it's a little hard for you to understand... Especially after the way I treated you all these years. But Babs understands, don't you, Babs? Understand what? Now, if this is some kind of joke, it's Riley... It's no joke, Peg. From now on, I just want you to cultivate your mind and be happy. For 18 years, you've done your share. Now it's my turn to cook and sew and scrub and clean and bear you children. It's late Monday afternoon, and in the neighborhood the Rileys live in, Monday is always wash day. And so in every backyard on Blueview Terrace, you can observe a busy little homemaker industriously taking in the snow-white wash off the lot. Ah, it's a sight to behold. In the yard of number 1309, for instance, there's something cute in a yellow apron. At 1311, there's something ravishing in a pink sunsuit. And at 1313, there's something gruesome in brown overalls. There was a boy, a strange enchanted boy. Hey, Peg, I got all the stuff off the line. Well, that's good, dear. Just leave it in the kitchen. All right. No, I may as well earn it, too. Hey, Peg, how do you know when the iron's hot? Well, test it to see if it sizzles. Oh, well, that's easy. Oh, Riley, not with your tongue. Well, I'm still new at this sort of thing. Oh, now, really, dear, you don't have to do my ironing. I'm perfectly now, happy. Peg, I insist. You're taking it easy from now on. Why don't you go to a movie tonight, huh? Well, if I had somebody to go with, the Babs is... Well, oh, excuse me, dear. Huh. Hello? Oh, hello, dear. Well, who is it, Peg? Oh, it's Honeybee Gillis. Huh. No, no, I'm not busy, Honeybee. Oh, my ironing's being taken care of. No, no, not the laundry. Riley's doing it. <laughs> yes, honeybee, I said Riley's doing it. And that's not all. He's washed my dishes, scrubbed the floor, and made the beds. <laughs> no, he didn't get his head caught in the bus door again. <laughs> no, it's all his idea. 
Oh, say, how about a movie tonight? Oh, well, why should you hang the curtains? Get Gillis to do it. Well, I don't see why not. If Riley can, why shouldn't he? Okay, I'll drop by for you in a little while. I'll call Connie and uh, Ada and see if they want to come, too. All right, goodbye. You going to the cinema, Dumplin'? Well, yes, but... Oh, I feel guilty leaving you here with all this ironing. Oh, don't you worry about it. I'll take tomorrow night off. I got my poker game. Riley, why are you doing all this? Well, I told you, Peg, I just want you to be happy. I always did, but I, I had the wrong slant. Thank heaven I found out in time that my good looks ain't enough. I raise you two cents. I see you. What do you got? Straight. Pair of jacks. Take the dough. Yeah, your deal, Sam. Okay, give me the card. Hey, wait. Look out the window. Riley. He's coming to the game. He's got the knife to show up here after what he's done? What gall? Got no good traitor. Fellas, we got to put Riley in his place once and for definite. We ignore him. Okay. I'm dealing. Well, hiya, gang. I made it just in time. Well, uh, deal me in, Sam. Hey, Sam, you forgot to... No, never mind. You get me on the next round. I drop. I bet. You win, Gillis. Lester, you deal. Well, what's new, guys? Hey, Lester, you forgot to... Oh, well, never mind. You get me on the next round. I open for a nickel. Check. I'll see you. I'll take one card. I'll take five. <laughs> well, what's new, fellas? I check. Save your money, Gillis. I got a royal flight. Lucky dog, you just beat me. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. Let's make this round deuce as well. I got a half a buck burning a hole in my pocket. Hey, Gillis, you forgot to... Uh... Oh, well, you kept me on the... Hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? I open for two cents. G- Gillis, talk to me. I raise you three cents. Joe, Sammy. I see you three... And I raise you two. Fellas, what are you trying to do? Why are you acting like this? You've been treating me just like we treated Billy Getz when we found out he bet against the Dodgers. <laughs> Fellas, can't you hear me? You hear anything, Joe? No. But I smell something. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> My cigar. I'm Riley. Fellas, what did I do? Speak to me. I had enough of this. This character can't take a hint. I don't understand. Why don't you love me anymore? What did I do? You know what you've done. You made slaves out of all of us. No, I didn't. You've been waking for your wife, ain't you? Well, your wife told my wife, and my wife told Joe's wife, and Joe's wife told Sam's wife. And now they got us doing it. Look at me. I'm getting flat feet from standing at the ironing board. (laughs) And how about me? I scrub so many pots with steel wool, my fingers are worn down to the elbows. <laughs> but I didn't mean no harm. I was only trying to do the right thing by my sweet peg. You had no business stirring up our wives. Why don't you let sleeping dogs lie? <laughs> <laughs> don't you want your wives to be happy? Well, sure, but not at our expense. We had them all trained, but you had to be a wise guy. And in one night, you tore down 20 years a week. You're true, Riley. Finished. Washed up. So get away from us and stay away, you... You... 
You wife lover. <laughs> oh, what a mess. I only wanted to be a good husband. I never thought I'd be dropped by my best friends. Why not? I've dropped some of my best friends. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Well, hiya, Digger. What's new? Oh, nothing much. Same old thing every day. You know me. I'm always in a rut. Well, at least you're making dough. No, I'm just breaking even. Whatever I take in goes out a few days later. I guess it's tough to run a business these days. Ah, yes. Costs are high. You know what I have to pay a fall bearer? Two dollars an hour and time and a half for overweight. Digger, I've got my own troubles, all on account of I help Peg with her housework. And what's wrong with that? I help my dear spouse around the house, and she helps me in the shop. Why, without her, I wouldn't know who was coming or going. Well, Peg ain't really the problem. It's the gang. Their wives found out what I was doing, so now they're making them work. Now the guys are sore. They're snubbing me. Ah, man's inhumanity to man. Cheered up, Riley. I once wrote a little poem on this very problem. I quote, When a man looks down on me, my friend, I admit the world seems grim. But I don't despair, for in the end, I'll look down on him. (laughs) But I like these guys. If I could only square myself with them. The love of your wife is more important, believe me. If I could make them think that I was really boss in my house, you know... Order Peg around. I'd have to do it without Peg knowing about it. Hey, I got it. I got one chance. That's the spirit. As we say in our profession, where there's life, there's hope. Uh, Yes, sir, and there's another saying. You can't keep a good man down. Would you care to bet? (laughs) Well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Pop. Listen, Junior, is your mother home? Oh, no, she went out. You're sure now? I'm sure. Good. Oh, I hope it works. What works? Well, I got a little plan, but, Junior, you've got to help me. What kind of a plan? Well, it's kind of complicated, but all you have to do is this. Whenever I say now, you say, yes, dear, but, but in a high voice. Yes, dear? Yeah, only high, like a girl. Yeah, but Why? You know, to look at me, you wouldn't think I was smart. Oh, I think you're smart. You do? Well, how do you know? You're always telling me. (laughs) Yeah, but now I'm going to prove it to you. Watch how I operate. You'll learn something. Someday you'll be married. Hello? Oh, oh, hello, hello, Gillis. Who's that? It's me, Riley. I don't want to talk to you. But I've got something important to say. Well, say it and say it fast. Well, I, uh... But I, oh, 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 hold the wire a minute. My wife just came in and there's something I got to tell her that can't wait. Your wife? 
Bob didn't come in. Shh, I know. Yeah, just hold the wire. Peg, get in the kitchen right away and do those dishes. I'm sick and tired of doing the dirty work around this house. I'm the boss here and you do what I say. Now, Junior. Oh, but Bob, now. Yes, dear. And that's not all you'll get if you don't do like I say. Hey, uh, you still on, Gillis? Yeah, uh, come on. Uh, just hold the wire. And after you're through with the dishes, Peg, I want you to press my suits. I don't see why I have to pay the tailor good money when I got you around. So get moving. Now, Junior. Yes, dear. That'll learn you the next time I say move, you move. Now get to work. Uh, hello, Gillis. I'm sorry to keep you on the line, but I had a little matter to settle with the missus that just couldn't wait. To... Yeah, yeah, I, I heard. Uh, you, uh, you got something to say to me, Gillis? No, but there's someone here who has. Hello, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> what a revolting development this is. Honest, Riley. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Just so you could get back in that poker game, you tried to make people believe that you could holler at me and get away with it. Oh, Peg. That was just a gag. Hmm. Nobody would ever believe that I'd holler at you while you were around. <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, you know what I mean. Gee, I, I was desperate. I, I just had to get back in that poker game. Those guys are all my friends. Well, you can stop worrying about it. You're back in. I fixed it. You did? Oh, we'll all be back together again. <laughs> Pals, the four of us. The eight of us. Eight? Yes, dear. See, now that you boys are helping us with the housework, we girls are going to have so much free time on our hands, we decided we might as well be in on the poker game, too. <laughs> it's a losing fight. Dr. and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix is currently starring in the Babe Ruth story and a live artist picture. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Ship. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Digger Odell is John Brown, Babs is Barbara Eiler. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. This is Ken Niles reminding you to listen every Friday night when Parker and Gamble brings you a solid hour of laughs. First, Red Skelton, and then, The Life of Riley. Good night. Okie dokie, that's The Life of Riley. What a revolting development this is. And uh, the great William Bendix as Chester A. Riley going back to September 10th, 1948. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's take a quick break, then we'll be right back here on the Hollywood 360 Radio Network. More Hollywood 360 brought to you by Reader's Digest after these important messages. Now, kid, I know you look at me and think, man, that guy knows everything. And you're right, I do. But occasionally even I get stumped. I know, hard to believe. But when I need help, I get it from Granger. Granger can solve just about anything, from finding the right products to advice on installation to troubleshooting. Granger gets me what I need right when I need it. When a guru needs a guru, who does a guru call? 
guru calls Granger. Get it? Got it? Good. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get your plenty card at Exxon or Mobile and start earning points at lots of places. So I get points for filling up at Exxon? You sure do. What about getting coffee at Mobile? Points. Streaming TV shows on Hulu? Definitely. Points on my AT&T wireless bill? Yep. Buying soap? At Rite Aid. Buying you a birthday present? Points at Macy's. Visiting your parents? No. You get marriage points. Oh. Exxon and Mobile are the only fuel brands that are part of Plenty, the rewards program that lets you earn points at one place and use them at another. Join Plenty for free through a participating Exxon or Mobile station today. Terms and limitations apply. See Plenty.com slash partners for details. This week at Lumber Liquidators, get limited time savings on beautiful flooring just in time for the holidays. Save up to 60% on hundreds of in-stock styles, like easy-to-install red oak pre-finished hardwood or durable strand bamboo. We've got these for less than half what you'd pay elsewhere, plus so many more. With limited time coupon savings, take an extra 20% off all Dream Home laminate floors. With more coupons and deals from 59 cents, get 24-month special financing. Plus, pick up a Lumber Liquidators gift card. Get set for the holidays with hardwood flooring deals that won't last. Go to LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Cat's Pride has proudly made cat litter for over 65 years. Three generations of a family committed to creating innovative, top-quality cat litter products. New Cat's Pride fresh and light, lightweight litters contain absolutely no fillers, just natural clay minerals with an odor-controlling system, pure performance. Whether your cat prefers our original fresh and light quick action or fragrance-free, all our clay litters are made using only safe and gentle ingredients without ever compromising on performance. Cat's Pride, committed to changing litter for good. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, Lisa Wolf. Uh, in our next hour, we are going to tune in to yours truly, Johnny Dollar. That is a great detective series. Mike Costello's favorite radio show. Do you know that? And our that's executive producer. reason to, ah, to air it. Tonight. Absolutely. Our third hour, it's a CBS radio workshop starring. The great Helen Hayes. And then in our fourth hour, a good, scary radio show on the Weird Circle. But before all of that, we need two callers to call in and play Beat the Host. The subject is Leonardo DiCaprio. Ah, there it is. King of the world, Lisa. I'm king of the world. Couldn't resist. Yeah, there it is. Titanic. Um, Let's see. We need two callers. Call right now. Toll free, 855 360 H360, you will win fabulous, fabulous prizes. My uh, crabby brother is sort of getting over the Cubs losing now. so I think it's time. You can call in now and actually get some good stuff. 855-360-8360. 